It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My Michelle Live Entertainment Review. Roll out the red carpet. Here's Michelle. Thank you, big voice guy. Here's Michelle, and here is a show I think you're really going to appreciate. I love what I do, especially when I can highlight amazing trends that do more than entertain. Stage and theater have wowed audiences for decades when you go to them. But now there's this trend where stage and theater productions are coming to you. And that's really excited. Today on my Michelle Live Entertainment Review, I'm going to talk about a couple of trends and a couple of productions that you're going to love. Let me introduce you to some people behind this amazing phenomenon. John Bullen is a speaker, a producer, an author, and he tells powerful cultural transforming stories like the one we're going to talk about today on stage page and screen john hey glad to have you michelle so great to be with you here and excited to talk about the thorn and entertainment and bringing the performing arts into people's homes and theaters it's a fun morning it's going to be a fun one the thorn if you haven't seen it and there's been millions of people who have you if you are watching you'll see a bit of it going on in the background but the thorn is a theatrical experience john that combines martial arts acrobatics music action acting the best way that i can describe it is zerk to jesus (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly right yeah that's how people have described it is this cirque du soleil meets the passion of the christ and uh, it's been a wild 20 plus year journey of this production and watching it grow and expand. And I'm telling you, people are responding to the style of production, but most importantly to the story behind the production. Yeah, it's a spectacular time for The Thorn and bringing it to theater because interest in stage type productions, theater productions has exploded since 2020. People are craving more. Maybe we've had enough of binge watching on our couch or something that we want something that's a little more interactive, something that gives us a personal touch. And even when you see it in theaters, like this Fathom event that will be taking place March 6th and 7th with the thorn, you get more than a sense of I'm on the outside looking in at a film that's being shown in front of me. You feel like you're part of the audience and we need that. Your thoughts? I think so. I think people are, uh, of course, through COVID, really are craving connection and they're missing the live audience interaction. They're going back now. We're seeing audiences return to Broadway, audiences returning to sporting events, audiences returning to concerts, and they're returning to the theatrical events too. But during COVID, we didn't know what the future would hold. And, you know, when Hamilton decided to release on Disney, that was the beginning of, hey, what would it look like? Then, of course, there have been a number of Broadway productions over the past five or 10 years that have Mm -hmm. aired on broadcast television. Fathom Events actually got their start, Michelle, Years ago, when they wanted to find a way to broadcast the performing arts to middle America. So it was a way to take the Metropolitan Opera or New York Ballet or Broadway and broadcast it to the middle of Kansas City or Denver or Omaha. And that's how Fathom began. And then over the past five or six years, they've added this inspirational vertical. So now they have both this inspirational side and they have this performing arts side and the thorn 
kind of checks both boxes because we are certainly performing mm -hmm. arts live on stage, now captured on film for the first time ever like this. And we're also, of course, inspirational content. And perfect as we're going to be sliding into the Easter season. This is a time, faith-based films, for example, television shows, per periodicals, entertainment has really increased. The quality is certainly finally up there. For any of us who have been faith people for a long time, you've watched faith-based movies and have gone, well, at least it has a message but it's come a lot we shouldn't even have to say that anymore forget it's come a long way it is just right up there and that's yeah where no, no, it's spectacular no but, doubt about it the truth is for years there was a cringe factor with a lot of faith-based projects that's what i Being meant to say but i wasn't gonna go there come on it's true it and, and i've created some of that so look i get it like on, on <laughs> yeah, the film too. side the literary side the art side it's interesting michelle because for years especially during the renaissance period the church people that were believers they led the way in the arts and so we had the leaders in terms of like yeah. architecture and fine arts and music and theater and all of that and then somewhere along the way we gave up that mantle and we said hey we'll just be happy to follow in the shadows and if we can be as good as or maybe not quite as good but okay i think that's i think right now the body of christ or the church at large christians are saying you know what let's lead the way again and so you have programs like the chosen that our production value is so high attention to detail is there the stories are well written acted and so that's what we're trying to do with the performing arts side as well is let's tell this timeless story Let's tell this story that most of the world at least is aware of. If they don't know it really well, they're aware of it. Let's tell it in the, at the highest possible level we can. So our goal is to be in the same conversation as a Les Mis or Phantom of the Opera or Hamilton. And that's a big thing to, to strive for. But that's what our team, our goal is to production and tell the story in such a way that the audience can walk away and say, wow, that was well done, told. And I need to think about that a little bit. And something I'd like for us to think about is that it's not just that now entertainment, faith-based entertainment is on par with. In many cases, it's better. And here's why. That's right. It tells That's right. what we talk about on My Michelle Live every episode, the God story. There is something deeper that we're craving. While you can watch Wakanda forever, and lots of people do, and it's a good movie, well done, produced, but it can only go so far. It can be inspirational. It can leave you going, that was entertaining, but it can't touch that part of your soul that craves a relationship with a living, loving God. That's exactly right. And I do think, I think that as humanity at large, and we're seeing it across the board, the statistics are disheartening for young people as, as in terms of the number, the percentage of young people leaving called the church. But, but I think there are just as many young people that are saying, Hey, I'm interested in spirituality. I, there's something in me that's hungering for something greater. And so I think as creators, as writers and producers and directors, if we can create films and television and novels and stage plays that tap into that timeless God epic, I think young people and older people, I think people at large are resonating with that and will lean into that. And so I do think telling the God story is important. And I think that we're, and we're called to be his image bearers and his light bearers, whether we're telling stories that are on the nose, like the thorn is, the thorn is the story of Jesus, as much as you can be the story of Jesus. And it is very on the nose. And there are other Christian filmmakers and storytellers that maybe aren't quite as on the nose, but they're still 
communicating biblical principles, redemptive principles. So I think that's our calling is to spread salt and light. And I do think there's a generation hungry for that kind of content. There no doubt indeed. about it. Faith-based or like you alluded to, faith-adjacent films. In When you have a story like The Thorn, there it's like watching the Super Bowl and the He Gets Us commercials, right? That's you, right. In the aftermath, there have been people who have tried to come against them and rage against them, but they just look so empty because how do you argue and line a story that talks about someone loving you just look like a goomba you just do i want to talk (laughs) a bit about john bolton and how your storytelling passion this is your voice how you express the passion of your heart this is what you've been called to do how did you develop that and how did you get to the thorn let's start let's back up a little well that's great Tell some of the story. And the truth is, when it comes to the thorn, like, I'm like the, I get to be the face of it a little bit. But the truth is, the real creatives are the ones that are on the dance floor, in the studio, creating the music, choreographers creating the choreography. They're honestly the heroes of the thorn. But it began 25 years ago. I'm working as a volunteer youth pastor. And I remember one Wednesday, and I wasn't a great, I wasn't a great speaker or theologian per se, but I love telling stories. My parents were both professional stage actors at the Goodman Theater in Chicago, so I grew up in a little bit of an artsy family. Okay. And my dad was, my dad is a folk music singer. My mom's a fine artist, so you can imagine. We have these Super Eight movies of growing up with this white Volkswagen van, and my mom is painting flowers on the outside of the van, and my dad is sitting on the edge of the van playing guitar, and I think smoke is probably curling up somewhere. Hey, um, John and not like Moonflower. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> my parents actually came to faith in the mid-70s through what was called the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, and they really gave their lives to God, and our, I've got five siblings, so I grew up in this really crazy artistic family. So I'm working as a youth pastor, and one Wednesday night at the end of the service, this 16-year-old girl comes to the stage, sits down next to me, and she's bawling, and she holds out her arms, and I could see where she'd been cutting up and down her arms. Oh. And I turned to her and I said, you don't have to do that because Jesus did that for you. So I thought, you know what? Next Wednesday night, this is October 1996, wasn't even the Easter season. So I said, we're going to do a drama next Wednesday and we're going to show the price that Jesus paid. And I didn't want to be gratuitous, Michelle, but I wanted to be a little bit realistic because I wanted them to, I didn't want to pull any punches. I wanted to show this is how much he loves you. This is what he suffered for you. This is what he wants you to know, whatever you're going through with your family, with your friends, in your mental health, in your physical body, whatever the thing is that you're struggling with and suffering, he knows because he's been here and he does get it. He gets it because he walked this earth. He's, he felt the abandonment. He felt the pain. He felt the suffering. He took that for us because he loves us. Everyone, When he died on the cross, it wasn't like he was thinking of humanity at general. He was thinking of Michelle in particular. He was thinking of John in particular. He was thinking of this girl that was sitting next to me. So I said, next Wednesday night, we're going to show what Jesus went through and endured. And then number two, I also want to show what I think is the reality of the supernatural battle for the calling, the destiny, and the identity of a generation. And so we did the very first Thorn performance, and it's got Jesus through the Passion Week, and we have angels and demons fighting and all these things, and it wasn't very good. In fact, it was pretty bad. The makeup was bad. The costumes were bad. 
the lighting was non-existent. We had four people turning up dials in the corner, like lamps in the corner of the room. I think they couldn't move the grand piano. So Jesus rose from under the grand piano. It was, <laughs> But it worked. And the reason it worked is the same reason that it works today. And that's because God loves it when we tell his story. And so that Wednesday night, loads of young people experienced God's love and forgiveness and grace and hope and all that. The senior pastor had poked his head in the door and said, hey, would you do this for our church next Easter? And we had a couple thousand member church. So I was like, sure, we'll try. We'll make it up. I don't, I'm, at that point, I didn't know how to do drama. I'm, I, and I couldn't even Google things because Google wasn't around in 1996. So we figured it out. We did the drama the next year for Easter. And true story, they, there was a, a mile, not a mile, but a long line of cars that couldn't get into the parking lot. And people were parking on the field, crawling under or over the barbed wire fence to get into church to watch the production, standing room only. And that was the beginning of the thorn. And now 25 years later, We've improved it. It's been inspired by the likes of the Passion of the Christ and Cirque du Soleil and Abramagau in Germany and so many different things that have informed what the artistic style of the thorn is now. It's not a musical. Peter doesn't sing from the garden. There's no Jewish line dancing. It's more like watching a, a Cirque du Soleil experience tied together with a narrator who tells the story of the thorn. Now, in the film version, we... The narrator tells the story to a little boy named Asher, a 12-year-old boy you can see in the trailer. And that's the story within the story. So it's like Princess Bride, where you've got the grandpa and the little boy that tells the story of Princess Bride. In the same way, in The Thorn, John the Beloved tells the story of his memories and his visions and the story of Jesus to this little boy who doesn't understand who Jesus was or what that means to him. And by the end of the movie, this little boy gets it. And our hope is that the audience will get it as well. I think it is a production for our age, and it is time that it is a Fathom event. So March 6th and 7th, and we will have links everywhere that you are listening, watching, reading, viewing, whatever. however you're consuming this, we will have links so that you can get tickets. I encourage you to get your tickets now. It's an exciting thing with Fathom. You, We overwhelm Fathom with tickets and they keep it going. They'll, they, You may get it the 6th and the 7th, but they may extend it. And I love it when they do that because it sends a clear message that this is the kind of entertainment that we want. And the more it gets out there, the more that message of hope, that God story gets out. John, I have had a blast talking with you today. Thank you for making time for us. I so appreciate it. I appreciate the thorn. And you have to come back and talk more as you do more writing and producing and cool things come out because this is our time to shine. And I appreciate you. Michelle, we love it. We appreciate your listeners. Come check out The Thorn, March 6th and 7th. And also, we'll be touring live to 11 major cities. And you can see what those cities are, thethorn.com. So if you live in one of those big cities throughout Texas and the Southeast, we'd love to have you join us for one of the live shows and leading all the way up to, to East. travel. So Otherwise, you. come up to Seattle for me, would you? We're, we've been, you know, we were in SeaTac years ago. We were in Tacoma and we're coming back next year. So yes. look for that. All right. For sure, we're back in the Pacific Northwest. So thanks wherever so much for Wherever you are. Show. See, wherever. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you. Great. The number one Christian streaming service on the planet. PureFlix has become this amazing powerhouse. And there's a few reasons for it. Streaming services are up. 
on up big time. In fact, video streaming revenue is expected to total over $139 billion by 2027. I'd like for PureFlix to get a good chunk of that because they keep putting out better and better offerings all the time. 48 million American households have cut the cord with cable. So people are looking for alternatives to entertainment. So where do you go? Michael Scott is the CEO of PureFlix, pureflix.com and Pinnacle Peak Pictures. Now, Pinnacle Peak Pictures has put out things like The Case for Christ, which is a story about my favorite author, by the way, God's Not Dead, Redeeming Love. Michael, what a delight to have you. Thank you so much for being on here. It's awesome to be here. I want to know a little bit about what you what got you started in Christian entertainment, because there are a lot of us who are delighted at where Christian entertainment is right now. You have a lot of offerings and the quality is up. Thank you. And my it goes back all the way to when I was a kid. I grew up in the church. My dad was a pastor, so I literally was there oh, all PK. the time. And yeah, PK. And so I had my faith background and I had this passion for film and I never knew quite how they would come together. And so after school, I got involved in doing commercials and did commercials for the likes of Apple and Taco Bell and car manufacturers. And I saw the power of media. You could take a 30 second commercial and people could watch it and it would motivate them to go buy a taco, buy a computer, a car, whatever it is that you were selling. And I said, wow, if we can really harness this and tell great stories for the kingdom, how great would that be? So I left that world, launched PureFlix to tell stories through film and photography to touch people's lives around the world. And it's been an incredible journey to where we've gotten so far today. We're going to get to some of the things that you do, but as you mentioned commercials, just in the Super Bowl a couple of weeks ago, we saw the He Gets Us campaign. And Correct. it's interesting that afterwards there's people like AOC are trying to come out against it. And this is, a, but really there wasn't much that you could argue against. It was just talking about love and even the Bible says against such, there really isn't a law. There's nothing you could really argue about. It's just love. And so there's, there is a power to even a 30 or 90 second spot. It is. And you saw it in, the, in those commercials. I think people a lot of times misunderstand Jesus and they see these commercials and they're like, wait, he gets us it's referring to Jesus, right? He gets us in all of our mess in life that we create, right? Jesus gets us and understands us. And I think it's a great campaign and it's simply done. And I think people connect with that because they are looking for something. They're looking for love, not hate. They're looking for the opposite of what Jesus stood for. Even if you're not a Christian, you're looking for those things. That's the funny thing. And he gets us. He does get us. And I think it's just a, it's really well done. And because that's what we're looking for, there is something to Christian entertainment. We've seen the uptick people are flocking to movies of faith the chosen people are flocking to yes. the chosen what is it in your thoughts and your opinion that is getting people to just maybe abandon traditional outlets and flock to faith films and entertainment i think it is you know, people ask why does pure flicks exist we exist to be a light in the darkness there's power storytelling and i think hollywood is so dark 
And it, in the absence of light, that darkness takes over. And you know what? We're not built for that. That's not how God built us, the darkness, right? There's content that's, it's got language, sex, violence, all of these types of things. You know what? And so when I think films, i.e. the chosen stuff we have on Pure Flix, God's Not Dead, and all of these films throughout the last several years and even currently are coming out, people like, I want something fresh, new light. I want something that uplifts my spirit, that talks about hope, redemption, love, inspiration. And so it's that because it feels good. It feels right. And I think that's what we need more of. And I think as more of it's made, you'll continue to see people say, I connect with that story. And how do we tell those stories? If we can tell them with mixing a great story with organic faith, meaning not we're trying to bolt on a prayer or a conversion scene, does it really organic to the characters and what they stand for? And if you can do that, I think you have something powerful that people will gravitate towards. Oh, yes, indeed. With God's Not Dead, are we going to see another God's Not Dead movie? We are. We're getting ready to film in the next few months here, and it'll come out next year. So I think people will really love it. And I think one of the things people don't know, there's actually four films in the series. So on Pure Flix, we have all four films. They touch on a variety of things. And I think God's Undead series is so pertinent because it really shows us that our faith is not blind. And there is substance to our faith. And there is fact to our faith. And I think people watching that series will be strengthened in their faith to be able to say, wow, there is a defense for the gospel. Yes, it's a good binge watch series, definitely. What is this new iteration about? Can you give us a little insight? Oh, gosh. I think we're going to go back a little bit to the roots of the original God's Not Dead and explore more themes on the existence of God. Does he really exist? And should he have a place in, 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 in our society? Should he be have a place in the public square? And we're going to explore that and see. I think so often it wants to get stamped out of the public place. And we want to say, I think there's a good reason why it should be here and what this is all about. And it's not just a fairy tale. There is fact to what we believe. I tell you, I would love to see the God's Not Dead series take on the uh, the identity issues of our day in in, some time. It's a really hard one for Christians to balance. Christians that will, that are in sports are saying, hey, you know what, if you're going to identify it as something, then maybe compete in a separate category, but sharing the locker room and taking my place on the team, maybe not so much. And then they're branded haters. How do you ride that line between I love you and maybe God's got something better but I got to take a stand for science and for will my faith. And I would love to see God's not dead. Take that. Off. I think it's a fine balance in, in how you address issues in this. You know, what I've always said at Pure Flix, the key for us is we're trying to not divide. We want to see people come together. So how I think do there's so much vision. With- you think. You think, look at even the campaign he gets us did. They talked about Jesus loved the people you hate. And so it's a balance between that love and what's right and wrong. And so each one of those issues are delicate issues. There's people on both sides of the equation, and you're trying to balance out how to do it. But I think at the end of the day, love wins. Oh, there you go. And what can you argue with that? And that's something that I do appreciate about your films 
and your and the content on PureFlix is that balance. It is not easy, nor is it easy to do it in real life. These films are putting together faith-based entertainment. That's something that, that you're seeing. But boy, it's something that, that we appreciate. And Hollywood just doesn't get it. And you hear me as you're watching, listening, or viewing say, okay, when Hollywood realizes that there's a lot of money in faith-based productions, they give us Noah and rock monsters. They just don't really get it. I think, yeah, I think that sometimes, you know, some how does that end up something like that? The problem is in film, it's a very big creative process with a lot of voices. And people don't always understand the faith-based audience and realize how big it is. So sometimes people are like, we need to get this audience and this audience. So um, we can get the Christian and then we can get the transformer audience by bringing in this. <laughs> and I, I think, I think it gets to this amalgamation of whatever it is at the end of the day. And then what I think happens sometimes is it doesn't hit anybody. It's neither fish nor fowl <laughs> and people don't know what it is and nobody goes. So I think it's always, they always say in Hollywood, know what you're going to make. Don't, if you're going to make an action movie, make an action movie. You're going to make a drama, make a drama. Don't make an action comedy. Is there examples of it working? Sure. But know who you're making it for, the audience you're making it for, and then go deliver that. And so I think that's what we're trying to do at PureFlix is we know what we're trying to make and the types of films and TV shows we're trying to make. And we want to be able to deliver them at the highest quality possible. Uh, know your niche. Yeah, exactly. That's and the big some, niche. I always people call it a niche, but I'm saying it's more than half the country. True <laughs> that, absolutely. Majority is what we should say. Something else that's glorious about what you do is that I watch in some of the films and I get to interview some of the people that are in your films and right. that are uh, in the entertainment on Pure Flix all the time. And I'm surprised at people that I've seen in productions that I didn't know shared my faith. I love that. I am a an actress myself and we know the heartache of auditioning and you only what people don't know is that oftentimes when you audition you get what are called sides it's just a little portion of the script and then you do a read and then maybe you get the role I've gotten roles and then I've gotten the entire script and I went you're doing what I have to do what to who I just can't do that. It conflicts with my faith. Now, I'm not going to judge anyone else who, you know, you've got to write out your faith your way, but with such an uptick in high quality faith-based entertainment, you open the door for people who want to use their talents to spread a better message than Hollywood is dishing out. Yeah, no, it's so true. I think it's, I think we we want to be different. We don't want to be the same. We want people to come and say, I feel different when I watch this content. And I think that's the key with it. And so it's been, I think if we can do more of that, people will recognize it and come. Oh, I agree. Final question, Michael, is there anything in particular that you remember from your productions, from the work that you're doing that just speaks to you about how God has miraculously intervened to make some of the things that you do possible? Oh, gosh. I think every movie has that moment. It, it's uh, making a movie is like going to war. You got to plan everything. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what the enemy is going to do as you're making these things. And it takes so many people don't understand. It takes an army to make a film. It takes hundreds of people over the course of a year to make a film or television show. So it's always there. And I think God intervened and, and done some things. I think 
one of the things I see so often it, that I don't know if it's God intervening, I guess you could say it, is that on every production, there's people of faith and people of not of faith. But I say, even behind the camera and in front of the camera, we have a chance to show the light. And there's so many people that I've seen come to the Lord that have been working on these films to say, there's something different about what you guys are doing. And so God coming down in that moment, whatever moment that might be on set or wherever, and impacting them, or people sitting there reading the script saying, wait, what is this all about? Let me look through this again. It sinks into their spirit. They don't even realize it, but it's sinking in, and I think it makes a difference. Michael, there is something different about what you do, and I want to thank you, Michael Scott, CEO of PureFlix. You can go to pureflix.com and Pinnacle Peak Pictures. Michael, what a joy to have you with us well, today. Thank you. Thank you so much, and I encourage everybody, sign up. We're going into the Easter season. We got a new Karen Kingsbury book coming out into a TV series called Thousand Tomorrows. We got the Easter thing. We got all the Easter classics, Passion of the Christ, Risen, great biblical films, and we're releasing films every week. So sign up, whatever device you got, you can watch it on. And I think it'll be a blessing for you and your family. Thanks so much. The, and by the way, I think packages start at like under $6 a month. It is right. so affordable. Thank you for that. And thank you for spending time with us today. Thank you for watching, listening, viewing. Don't forget to subscribe and, and you will not be sorry. Thank you. More entertainment at mymichellelive.com.